Slava Jesus Christus, Slava Novike, glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. This is Father Basil again. And um, as you know, if you've been listening to my podcasts for a long time, I've been talking this past couple of weeks about the Nicene-Constantinopian Creed, that creed that we recite every divine liturgy that talks about God creating us, talks about Jesus Christ coming down from heaven to uh, being born of the Virgin Mary, uh, being uh, crucified under Pontius Pilate, dying and being buried and rising again, ascending into heaven. Then we talk about uh, the second coming a little bit, that he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And then we talked about the Holy Spirit being part of the Trinity. We've talked about um, the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. I described that a little bit. If you want to listen to the last podcast I did, I talked about that. Uh, how Catholic means universal. That's all it means. Just like Orthodox means uh, the true faith. And apostolic means, of course, just a reminder that all of our faith comes down from the apostles. Everything that is taught in the Catholic Church comes from the apostolic times. And um, today was the second last part of the creed. Uh, tomorrow I'll probably finish it up. So today I want to focus on that verse in the creed, I acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. So we all know that as Christians, we are, uh, baptism is the main um, entryway into the Christian life, the life with Christ. Once we are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and this is important, the words that we use is very important, that I'll tell you in a little bit why this is. So when we are baptized by the priest in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit with the holy water, uh, we become part of that church community. We become part of God's chosen people and um, you know even if the baptism is not done in the Catholic Church as long as that formula is used and the water is used and remember I'll talk about this again in a little bit um, in the cases of emergency if there's someone dying who's not baptized especially if there's a baby who is just born and hasn't been baptized yet Anyone could take water and baptize the baby. It doesn't even have to be holy water. Any water and baptize the baby or the person who's dying in the name of the say, uh, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, um, these words are important because we are talking about the Trinity. We are talking about uh, how the Trinity is being 
shown through the person's life. So this does in Jesus' baptism, just as in Jesus' you know, baptism by John in the River Jordan, and then you heard the voice of God, you heard the, um, the, 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 the dove coming and is appearing as the Holy Spirit above Jesus. So you saw the whole Trinity right there. That's, that's why we use the Trinitarian, Trinitarian formula. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is so important when we baptize someone. Um, you know, um, it's, it's important because, uh, we can't use different terminology than Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If we, if someone is baptized using some other terms, then we do not accept that as a valid baptism. The words have to be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The servant of God, whoever is baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this is important because we are showing the power of the Trinity. We are showing the power of the Trinity right in the beginning of our life to the end of our life. Now, you know, there's other traditions, Christian traditions, who might baptize using different names. You know, you might hear a creator, redeemer, sanctifier. Well, that might describe the Trinity, but that's not the actual name of the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is very important. So always remember, if you're in a situation where you are have an emergency baptism to do, always remember to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is so very important, you know. And 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 we need to remember the power of baptism. What is the power of baptism too? And as the creed says, um, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. One baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We do this baptism is a sacrament that should only be uh, done once. You know, <laughs> uh, if you're baptized correctly, if you're baptized using that Trinitarian formula. Baptism doesn't have to be done over and over again like some other sacraments we do. Uh, baptism, uh, chrismation is done only once. Uh, you know, hopefully marriage is only done once. But in our society today, who knows about that anymore? And of course, holy orders is uh, only done once. And of course, the other sacraments, um, you have uh, chrismation, uh, or uh, confession, Eucharist, and what it's called um, the sacrament of the sick can be done numerous, numerous, numerous times throughout a person's life. We receive communion all the time. We go to confession all the time, and we could receive anointing many, many times. And you know, I'll have to talk about that another time because there's a misunderstanding about people with people about the sacrament of the sick. You don't wait until the very last moment. 
you, as soon as someone gets sick, you should be calling the priest immediately because uh, we need to remember that uh, it's a healing sacrament of healing of soul and body. So whenever someone is not even physically sick, even if you have depression, if you have, uh, if you're sad, melancholy, if you're having a bad day, if you're having a, a you know, issues in your family, whatever it may be, that's a healing sacrament. It heals you of all your mental, emotional, and physical ailments. So the sacrament of the sick can be used many, many times during your life. But anyways, that's a topic for another day. Um, so going back to the creed, uh, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. So we know what baptism does when we are baptized with the holy water. Most of us are probably baptized as we're, when we're babies. Maybe some of us were baptized older in life. You know, it's interesting in the early church, a lot of people were not baptized until almost their deathbed. And this is interesting why they chose that, because they thought once they were baptized, they they were, you know, uh, close to death. They wouldn't be able to sin again and then, you know, lose the heavenly kingdom. So they thought once they were taking their last breath, they could probably be baptized and get confession so they don't have to sin again. Well, we know we can go to confession all the time. We know we can go to confession any time we want. When we, a priest has to, you know, make sure, prioritize confession. Unfortunately, again, I might have talked about this many months ago on one of my podcasts. Confession is not really well uh, received in our society today. People don't want to go to confession, and that is sad. As I said a few weeks ago, maybe a few days ago, there's nothing to hide. We are all sinners. Every one of us is a sinner. So what are we hiding from others? You know, We have to admit to one another we are imperfect. We are not perfect yet. We are striving towards perfection. We are striving towards holiness. But we are all sinners, so there's nothing for us to hide from each other. We just say to each other, yes, I'm not perfect yet. I'm a sinner, and I'm going to try to do better in the future. And help me, you know, we, we should ask each other for help when we are sinning. Because, you know, this is, we pray for one another. We pray for one another's needs, and no matter what sins we're committing, we should always pray for that person who is struggling in that aspect of their faith. So, again, I, I'm very much gonna say this in my entire career as a priest, that those people who are scared to go to confession should not be scared to go to confession. Because, remember, there's a seal of confession. I talked about this many months ago on one of my podcasts. The seal of confession says that the priest cannot ever reveal the sins of that person the rest of their life. Even if they leave the priesthood, they're still under that vow of the seal of confession that they cannot ever mention what was said in confessional to anyone the rest of their life. Okay? So that, that, that should help us understand that confession is very taken and 
very seriously. But other than that, you know, um, we we have to remember that that baptism uh, er, um, eliminates that original sin in our life, that sin from Adam and Eve, that dis- sin of disobedience. But we still, throughout our life, sin constantly because the devil is always tempting us. The devil is always tempting us to uh, do bad things in this world. The devil is always tempting us to ha- think badly about other people. The devil is always tempting us to be lazy in our spiritual life. And believe me, I see it everywhere, the laziness of people in their spiritual lives. You know, we, we, we make excuses all the time that we don't want to do things for the church. We don't want to, um, you know, pray. We don't want to go to prayer services. We are too preoccupied with other things. To me, that is called spiritual laziness. That's all it is. It's spiritual laziness. So the, the devil's tempting us with that all the time. All the time the devil's tempting that with us. So again, baptism for the forgiveness of sins. When we are baptized in the Trinitarian formula, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one time is all that we need for baptism. We are all forever part of Christ's family, forever and ever, part of the church. And then we go to confession constantly throughout our life. We should be going to confession constantly to help uh, guide our relationship with God, you know, to help our relationship with God, saying, sorry, God, I offended you. I offended my my family member. I offended my spouse. I offended my coworker. I offended my boss. Whatever it may be, my my children, my uh, my fellow parishioners, a stranger on the street, or whatever. We're always offending people by our words, thoughts, and actions. So we have to pray. For love. We have to pray that we start loving one another, that we start forgiving one another, that we start treating one another as people of God. And if we don't do those things, then our souls are becoming dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. Our souls are becoming very much like, um, you know, the, the, there's an analogy that I've heard many times before. You know, if you leave the oil in your car without changing it for months and months and years and years, what's going to happen? Well, the oil is going to be so dirty that eventually there's going to be problems with your car. Your car will not run properly, and probably your engine will eventually, uh, eventually fail. And the same thing with our souls. If we keep all these sins inside our souls forever and ever, our souls are going to be so darkened, they're going to be so dirty, that our souls are not going to be worthy of that kingdom of God. So this is so important for us to remember. Confession should be done on a regular basis. Once a year, you know, like, who changes their oil once a year? 
unless you only drive 5,000 kilometers a year, you know. But if, if you change, you should be going to confession as much as you change your oil at least during the year. That's the very minimum, you know. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. If we only go to confession once a year, that's, that's, that's your, your engine eventually is not going to last, you know. So, anyways, my dear people of God, um, this, this to remember that, that, uh, baptism forgives our sin of original sin, of the disobedience of, uh, Adam and Eve, so it prepares us for our Christian life. It is when the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is leading us, uh, in our life. But at the same time, we always are tempted all through our lives. Every single moment of the day, we're probably fighting temptations in our lives. And this is when we have to go to confession and say, okay, I need help in this area. I need help with this area, God. And the priest who listens to you often can give you encouragement, often can give you some um, some feedback or some um, some things to do in order to help you in your spiritual life. You know, so so don't be afraid. We go to mechanics to change our to fix our cars. Why wouldn't we go to spiritual leaders to f- help uh, prepare our souls for heaven? <laughs> okay. So, anyways, enough about that. So, God bless you today. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.